The Sunday Sit-Down on Algoa FM. Good afternoon, Brent Lindeke. That is the right way to pronounce it, right? That is correct. Hello, and uh, what, a, what a cool honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you, and uh, thanks for taking a little time out. Um, it, uh, well, we, we can say that by the time this goes on radio, you will be sunning yourself somewhere lovely and making us all insanely jealous. Oh, I'm so excited, yes. Uh, as it goes live, I will be currently on a beach in, in the Seychelles, which is quite great. Oh, <laughs> shame. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to be happy for you. It's not going very well. <laughs> so, uh, Brent Lindeke, a little bit about you. You are now known as uh, the Good Things Guy, and that's been nearly seven years, right? Oh, yeah, seven years. So, so crazy. Um, I cannot believe that a simple idea to share one new story with the world uh, has has turned into a real business and, and has become what is South Africa's top good news site and given me that title as the Good Things Guy. Yeah, I like that. So it, it all started with the random acts of kindness um, to replace that hideous neck nomination thing. Um, what was that, 2014? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there was that old trend that was taking over the world called neck nomination. Started down in Australia. The idea was to Typically. drink <laughs> as much as you possibly could, uh, alcohol, um, do something stupid, some sort of stupid act, record yourself, and then nominate people to outdo what you've done. And I was watching that from, from South Africa, and I just thought to myself, you know, if we could use our social media to inspire each other and to do some good, uh, that would be far greater than just posting videos of ourselves getting smashed um, on, online. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I got next nominated, and instead of drinking, I decided to, to give a homeless person a meal, um, my colleague recorded it at the time. I put it up on YouTube, and and my entire life changed. Literally. Wow. Okay. Um, is it difficult to stay irrepressibly positive in a country and in a time where so much is wrong? Yeah. So uh, that's that's one of the things. Uh, it was a hard lesson for me to learn during the pandemic. Um, is that it's actually so irresponsible of me to to portray uh, being happy every single day. And that's what I used to do pre-COVID. Like my social media was all about happiness and inspiration, and it still is uh, my personal social media. But I've become real about my feelings as well. And when I have a bad day, uh, all of my followers know about it as well. I'm like, I'm taking today off. It's not a great day. It's not happening. Um, living, living in South Africa and the world um, is tough. It's not easy. And being happy is, is not a, a 100%, 365 days a year sort of thing. It takes work. Uh, I like to say um, working on your happiness or, or, or creating a mindset to be happy uh, is like showering. You have to shower every day to keep clean. You've got to do the same thing with your mind. And not every day can be a good day, and that's okay. Like, it's okay not to be okay some days. Well, it's funny you should say that, because during the course of the last few days, I saw a, a post by you on Twitter where you came out and said you were particularly anxious and stressed before an event that you were being paid to be a speaker at, um, and it left you slightly ill at ease. And I, I think people find that level of honesty refreshing, because one of my favorite throwaway lines is, may your life ever be as amazing as it seems on social media. Oh, yeah, social media, uh, we've, we've 
created this space where people just want to show their best of the best and they don't want to speak about the bad days. But I think it's so vitally important, um, especially like my, my social media grew after the neck nomination, rack nomination, and people started following me, which is really cool, and I'm really thankful for that. But like I said, it would be irresponsible of me to, to portray this happy guy all the time because that's unobtainable. Um, and we have to be real with each other. Yeah, and, and they, they would put you away quite quickly. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. And what you're, you're talking about, um, I had to do a talk on Monday. And, and even, I'm a professional speaker, it's what I do. But even uh, though I've been doing this for seven years, on Monday I was scared. I, I, the butterflies in my tummy were causing hurricanes. And I was petrified for whatever reason, I don't know. But it, it, it was scary. And I shared that with my followers. And, and the reason I did that was also to inspire braveness in whoever read that, you know. Um, we all get moments in whatever we do where we've got to face our fears. And I did that on Monday. And afterwards, the outcome was fantastic. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, tell me a little about, a bit about the, the, the radio show that has now evolved. Yeah, so um, I'm a good thing because I started, I had a podcast on Cliff Central. And, and that's really where the idea of good things I was born because I had the show where I was speaking about good news every day. And, and I just thought, you know, I want to speak to a wider audience. I, I get podcasting uh, seven years ago. It was really niche. You had your early adopters that were sort of on the podcast train. And, and I just wanted to speak to more people. So I started a Facebook page, which is a good thing, guy, and then that became the website. From that, I realized that there's different ways of telling stories. And you'll, you'll know this. Um, working in radio, uh, there's an art to, to being on air and, and sort of um, bringing uh, different stories and media to life in the audio format. And, and so I've kept at it. Um, I moved to a couple of different radio stations from Clip Central. And in December last year, I decided uh, for the podcast to, to live just on Good Things Guy without the backing of a radio station, um, to have that podcast as an independent uh, sort of platform where I could tell these good news stories and then giving it, giving it space to be on other radio stations as well. So that's why I'm on, on this radio station today, because I, I belong to South Africa. I can go <laughs> on to all different radio stations, and I think it's important for those stories to be told um, on, on all different platforms. So, yeah, that's, that's sort of the radio journey. Okay. I, I have a question. You're very busy, surely, um, but you've, you said a little while earlier on, um, you are not above saying, I'm not having a good day, I'm taking today off. How do you stay on top of the workload you've created for yourself? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've got, I've got a, lot of, a lot of different aspects of, of what things guy has sort of evolved into. So we've got the website which publishes 15 stories a day, up to 15 stories a day. I've got a couple of journalists that um, write for me and, and write for the publication, which is really cool. So we, we're able to get that content out there. I've got a couple of radio shows that I do throughout the week. I've got the podcast. I do a bit of TV. I do the, the keynote speaking. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a very fine balancing act to sort of get to everything. Um, I work 365 days a year. So even though I'm going to Seychelles, uh, oh, I'm in the Seychelles right now. Well, <laughs> well this is live. Yeah. Um, I will be working every day. Uh, and I think that's, that's the, the 
the joy of, of living in 2022 is that as long as you have a computer and Wi-Fi, you're able to work from wherever you can in the world. And, and that's it. I just try to balance everything and, and just keep uh, the, the foot on the fuel as, as much as possible. Right. And, and between you and, um, is it fiancé Andrew still or husband Andrew yet? Uh, fiancé. We, okay. we going, I don't know. There was that movie, The Longest Engagement, where they were engaged for five years. Yeah. We've passed that and I think we've been engaged for eight years now. <laughs> so uh, Longest Engagement ever, but happy. Yes, we're, we're still together and really good. Right. Um, so which of you is the calm one? I, I would say him. He, he's calm. But the um, would be um, my guess too. Um. <laughs> he's the calm one. He, he sort of um, calms me down as well. Uh, he also, like I speak about uh, during the pandemic, when I, when I learned that it was uh, my responsibility to be open about the fact that it's not okay to be okay. Uh, that day specifically, it was day 80, I had a bit of a meltdown. And he, um, he literally took my phone away and, and just looked after me. So it's a great gem. I'm very thankful for him. Cool. Uh, what PlayStation games do you play? Because I see that that's one of your stress coping mechanisms. Oh, you, you're gonna you you pull it out here. So um, I am like a child actually, and at the moment I'm playing the Lego Star Wars game, which I'm in love with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm also playing uh, Assassin's Creed, which I've been playing for the last two years, the Valhalla one, and um, most recently I I purchased uh, Horizon. Forbidden West, I think it's called. Really cool game. Really cool game. It's where you fight machines. Um, so, yeah, that is my downtime. That is how I sort of fill my cup is to get lost in the game and, and sort of just play PlayStation. Yeah. Are you more likely to cook or eat? Uh, cook. So, I enjoy cooking. Um, I may have in my past life appeared on a TV show on DSTV called My Kitchen Rules with uh-huh. Andrew. Right. Um, we, we came third in that show and, and yeah, cooking. We love cooking. I love cooking with Andrew. I love, I love making food. Uh, it's, it's, that's just one of my, my full, one of my ways to fill my cup is to, uh, is to cook. Yeah. Do you have a, a, like a wacky taste in music? Um, I, I think I've got a, a broad taste in music. And I'm so thankful that the world has moved on to sort of streaming platforms because I remember being younger and having to sort of save up for a CD and going into music and purchasing that one CD and, and sort of the music genre was, was maybe back then um, a little bit less diverse. We, w- we would sort of listen to less diverse music. But with streaming platforms, I mean, we've got songs and albums at our fingertips. And literally, if, if I push Apple Play and I put an album on or a song, it feeds me more sort of music that I wouldn't have known about before. So very diverse is what I would say. Okay. Right. One of the posts that I saw um, on your page, and, and the, the, the reason for the, the timing of the chat being, or our chat being what it is, uh, is that it is June and it is um, International Pride Month. And a lot of people are saying, is there still a need? And, uh, um, you know, it just seems like a party or, 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 or. And then I saw um, a, a picture kind of with the word, well, not picture, it's just a, a graphic on your pa- on your Twitter page that says, Pride is important because someone tonight still believes they're better off dead than being gay. But pride is not something to fear. It doesn't want your straight kids to be gay. It wants your gay kids to survive. That's, mm. That hit me yeah. in the feels. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I think pride is so incredibly important because for a number of reasons. Um, one, it's, it's to remember the heroes that came before us uh, that allow some of us in the world 
um, a safe space to be who we are. So that, that's really, really important. Uh, they paved the way for us. And, and, and it's so important because uh, it's not over yet. The fight is not over. Um, out of, I think it's 190 odd countries in the world, um, 70 of them still have disgusting laws against uh, sort of same-sex relations. And, and for people to be born who they are and the way they are in a country that doesn't accept them is, is absolutely tragic. Um, so, yeah, Pride Pride for me is incredibly important. June is International Pride Month. So um, if we go back, I think it was in the 1970s odd uh, when the Stonewall riots happened in New York. That's, that's what's celebrated now in June. South Africa has its own pride in October. So we get two. We get, <laughs> we get two. It was incredible. Um, and I think, you know, when, when we use our voices to speak about pride or like that post that you saw that I put on Twitter, that not only allows a straight person to think differently or, or to change their perspective, but it gives someone who perhaps is young and, and is sort of looking at, at LGBT and what it is and perhaps they are, it gives them a safe space to, to be who they are. Yeah. Uh, I saw that there was also a post um, by you just a couple of days ago where you were going to be talking on SAFM and talking about um, how the LGBTQIA plus community still faces horrendous hate crimes even, even here in South Africa in 2022. So before we talk about that, um, at more or less the same time, I came across an article saying that South Africa is in the 50 safest countries for LGBTQ plus travelers and the safest yeah. in Africa. So th- mm. those are almost at odds with one another because I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, so to make it easier, call ourselves the alphabet mafia now. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> but, but 100% correct. So it, when our constitution came into light, in sort of 1996 when it was written into law. South Africa became one of the first countries to, to accept gay rights. And the reason for that is our constitution um, believes everybody should have equal rights, no matter your color, your race, your sexual orientation. It's about equality. Um, that said, even though it was written into the constitution and, and it's been part of our lives for so many years, the, the, the sort of public opinion and uh, people... Still, some people, I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush, but some people are homophobic. And, and it is incredibly, incredibly tragic, the amount of hate crimes that still continue in South Africa today. Bullying uh, in schools, in the workplace, um, you know, uh, we've got, I, I speak about corrective rape. So corrective rape is absolutely tragic. And, and 10 years ago, a very good friend of mine, her sister was, was killed due to corrective rape. It's where a gang of men uh, target uh, an LGBTQIA plus woman and, and they rape her until she either, uh, you can't turn straight, but un- until she either goes, okay, I'm straight, or they kill her. And they killed her. Ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, we've also got the, the camps, the conversion camps that are still alive today. There was a tragic story eight years ago about a kid. So it's these parents that um, want to send their kids to camps to, again, you can't turn someone straight, but to turn them straight. And, and this kid was, was murdered in the camp. And um, the, the gentleman, not a gentleman, let's take that back, the guy that ran the camp, uh, he got 25 years in prison for, for killing that kid. 
but but like these things are still prevalent in our society, and and even though it's written in our rights that the alphabet mafia, <laughs> the alphabet mafia have rights, society society believes otherwise, and there's many people in society who it's just hate, man, it's just hate, and it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and luckily, luckily, I like to say, hate is a learned behavior, and and a learned behavior means it can be unlearned, which which is you know, why pride is so important. Yeah, as opposed to sexuality, which doesn't really follow the same rules. Let's not kid. One of my favorite um, almost, I say almost throwaway lines is uh, homophobia is the fear that straight men have that gay men will treat them the way they treat women. Mm. And that's so powerful, so incredibly powerful. Um, It's bizarre to me, and I've, I've written about it in the past and spoken about it extensively, but it's bizarre to me that anybody would be would be scared or would throw hate or would do anything untoward to another person when it doesn't directly impact them. Like, it doesn't impact you at all. Who I sleep with or who I love has got nothing to do with anybody else. And, and the fact that uh, there's people in, in today's world that can throw hate at another human being for something that is not illegal, that doesn't hurt anyone and doesn't impact me is bizarre. Yeah, I, I have to say, I, <laughs> I, I don't get that um, either. Possibly to, to, as we kind of approach wrapping up, Pride Month, but it, it can't be isolated. So I, I have two questions for you. Advice to straight people in general in their treatment of the alphabet mafia, as we will now find it easier to say, um, and your advice to the members of the alphabet mafia on how they should live. So I think I think it all comes down to that's that's really the essence of of why we're here is to love one another, love our neighbours, whatever your religion is, love. It all comes down to love, and and if we if we lead with kindness, if we lead with love, then there is no space for hate. If if you d- don't understand it and you're like, oh, okay, so I don't understand the LGBTQI community, maybe get to know someone, get to know someone, because here's the reality. You must probably already do. <laughs> True. You must probably already do know someone. Yeah. And and if you can be more tolerant and more loving and less judgmental, and you can you can lead with kindness, the world will be a better place. Like it will physically be a better place if we can be kinder to each other. And and I I, I guess that goes for, the, for Pride Month and the LGBT community, the Alphabet Mafia, but also anyone. Like just lead with kindness to everybody you you come across. The reality is we're all fighting in this fight club you don't talk about, right? Because the first rule of fight club is you don't talk about. We're all dealing with incredible traumas, every single one of us. We're all fighting horrible demons. If we can be kinder to each other, if we can help each other get through the day, the world will be a better place. So that's my advice to, to anyone listening. To the LGBT community, to my alphabet mafia, wear your pride on your sleeve. Like, be proud of who you are. You are beautiful. You are meant to be here. You are living your purpose. And be who you are, because there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. And, and that's my message. My message is, is pure love, I guess. Yeah. Um, just in a very quick, slightly humorous aside, um, I see, or you would also have, surely have seen, that um, singer Cher has ter- teamed up with Versace for um, Pride Month for a range called Shersachi. And, and somebody tweeted, yeah, 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 this is all lovely and stuff, but um, $80 for a pair of socks, that's a hate crime. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So I love, I love as well the straight community. So he has an interesting fact. In in that alphabet mafia, LGBTQIA plus, the A stands for a couple of different things, but the most important aspect of that A is to be an ally. Right. That is one of the most important lessons in the alphabet mafia. If you can be an ally to someone who is LGBTQIA+, if you can be there for them, if you can support them, if you can stand up for them, if you can make them feel safe, then, then we've won. Then we've definitely won. Cool. I like that. Um, Brent, enjoy your holiday. And, um, well, we can pick up our chats anytime, I guess. Ever in our part of the world, do come along and say hi. I will do, and thank you for having me. What a great time. Absolute pleasure. Stay well. Cheers, cheers. Bye. On air. On air. Online. Online. And all over your world. This is Algoa FM.